Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Hot Mess Express, known as 90 Day Fiance. We're back once again to talk about Season 6, Episode 12 of Happily Ever After. I believe I got both the season number and the episode number correct there, so I'm feeling good about myself. I am your conductor today, Puya Zandvakili, ready to talk about everything that went down in this episode. And I'm not on my own. You know, Rob, the Big Brother season started. Rob is going to be uh us a little bit over here i'm sure he's watching i know he has because he sent me his thoughts however the guest i brought in needs no introduction and will be making sure everything goes down nicely and smoothly and will not leave any stone unturned of course i'm talking about the host of the love and hip-hop atlanta rap up it is the one the only sasha joseph here with me today sasha how are you doing so good. It's literally Christmas in July. I love it. What an episode for us to talk about. And I'm just so glad to be back on the 90 Day Fiance train. My first love, I feel like. it. This is the first place where you and I got to meet and speak, was talking about this wild, wild franchise. And I'm glad we're back at it again once more. And can I say... I think that you got a good episode. <laughs> this is a wild <laughs> episode to talk about today. Oh, my God. When I was taking notes, I was like, oh, right. I really am going to have to talk about this stuff. So everyone buckle up, because if you don't watch the episode, I know a lot of people just listen to the podcast. Just get ready. Put. I think you need headphones for this one. Yeah. And, and you know us. We're going to paint pictures with words. You'll be able to visualize everything. <laughs> Almost for better or worse, depending on some of the segments that will come up here. But I'm sure we will get through all of that. Now, Sasha, I don't think we've spoken about this season specifically with each other yet. Um, Let me know what you've thought about 90 Day Happily Ever After season six so far. Yeah, I think I was on once. Now I can't remember. Maybe I'm really wrong. Um, 90 just... Like just together, I can't remember if we talked about the no last idea, regular. Actually. It might have been with because I feel like we talked about Tariq and Hazel. With oh right, maybe yeah. Mm. I think you're right. My bad. But anyway, yes, I love this season. It's really exciting. I will say it got a little boring to where I was like, I think I'm going to watch one to two episodes at a time, not really a one episode thing. And then all of a sudden, 
it's ramped up again where they're fighting, but like the fights are actually worth watching, not like a, I'm bored, let's move on fight. So thank you for being blessed. You know, I'm I'm grateful. I'm blessed. Yeah, it's it really did do that where it had a good fiery start. The promo went at the start of the season gave us a lot to want. Then it got a little dull. Then they took that break um yes. for the fourth of July. And I feel like since we've come back, back to back, they've been good episodes. I feel like we're at that portion of the season now where it's just getting more heated and all the mm-hmm. stories that they promoted are now coming out here. So it's been good. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Or I think we're now over the hump of like the setup. So it's no more setup. Now it's very much a let's get it done. Let's like wrap up our, you know, the show and let's figure out where our friends are going to go after this. Yeah, man. And I mean, they're going to go many places. So, Sasha, how about we we just go ahead and start talking about this couple here? I want to talk about Kalani and Asuelu right out the yes. gate. We got a smaller um, bit of them this week, but essentially, I feel like they were kind of being set up. What I'm trying to say here is I think they are going to be the main event next week is, is kind of how it felt this week. And I hope they are, right? Because it's very much, again, we're getting the setup. We're getting a lot of like, oh, we're picking up Christmas trees, which I want to say is the world's saddest Christmas tree. And I'm Jewish, so like, I don't know what people are into, but I I think it should be a little bigger. But it was very just like, meh, the kids are, you know, in the car. They're all dressed up. It's cute. And then they're going to, you know, start talking about basically what's happening next week, I feel like, where they're almost telling us like, okay, get ready. You know, no one's happy or especially our friend Colini is not happy about Tammy and Asuelu's mom coming to visit them for Christmas. So to me, I like it was, again, just a setup for next week. And you know what? I can't blame her. Basically, they told Colini, hey, uh, get your boxing gloves ready because the person who said they'd beat you up in the uh, in the reunion, they're coming home for Christmas. Like I would be I would not be happy either. So basically, yeah. So with them, um, we just got more of Kalani Anasuelu telling everyone, hey, next week uh, or not next week, but. Uh, for the holidays, yes. <laughs> uh, Asuelu's mom is going to be stopping by here before she goes back to Samoa, and she's going to be driven over by, of course, Asuelu's sister. So, <laughs> um, for me, I feel like the family is optimistic about things, and I'm hoping everything's fine, but I just don't trust it. Yeah, I, I think the dad, uh, like Kalani and Kalini's dad, is almost a voice of the audience where the dad was like, listen, like it's chill, you know, it's going to suck. It's frustrating. Seems like he did not watch the video of, you know, Tammy saying like, Hey, it's on site whenever I see you next. But, you know, he's hoping Kalini's going to stay positive. He's like, my daughters, you know, are going to respect me. They're not going to do the wrong thing. And I feel like the the line of the season where when people are at hand, hand distance, they act very different versus on zoom i like that a lot yeah i like that low protects his peace and doesn't watch the show i like we found that out he's like i don't care you are all we're all on the show i'm not gonna watch it because he missed the reunion clearly but good on him yeah he and which is why i really liked where mom you could tell is very much in the sauce and she's 
trying to explain to her husband, hey, like it was actually pretty bad. You need to understand. And then I love how Lo said, well, okay, if they need to fight and stand up for themselves, they should do it. Like, I'm not against it. They should, you know, respect themselves. But the point is, I don't want my daughter starting it, but I think they can finish it. Low basically to me said, listen, Christmas has been kind of dull these last couple of years. Maybe this will spice it up. Let's see what happens. Let's yeah. roll the dice. <laughs> Let my family come together. You know, common enemy will always get you to love each other more. So to me, that's his strategy. Not a bad strategy. I did like that the first scene we saw uh, Asuelu in this week <laughs> was him doing all the house chores to prove to uh, Kalani, hey, we can have another baby. I can do all the things. Right. And Kalani is me because she said, do you think giving me one afternoon off equals you having a baby? Uh, so again, I, Kalini actually said this to say she does think Asuelu has changed. She sees Kalani, her sister, happy. So listen, I think we need to trust this man's process. I think maybe he is growing up even though he's wearing an elf costume later on in this episode. But I think he's trying and we got to give him, you know, his kudos a little. I mean, for there are a lot of men on this show that are just not trying and think they are. So to see us, at least do the bare minimum and begin to excel more and more. I'm loving this. Just the I love that. You know, there are other couples on the show on the show where the families do not get along with the husband at all for whatever mm-hmm. reason. And yes, I'm looking at the Andre and Libby story, which we'll get to. But Colini and Oswila did not have a good start. We know this. Yeah. So the fact that Colini's kind of in his corner and, and has given her support to him makes me believe that he's actually doing a good job. Yeah, and you could tell he's a little less whiny uh, and he's still kind of active to me acting like a child but I I do think that he was like cooking and he's you know he knows what he needs to do now is he doing it consistently that's up for debate but I I agree with you Puya that I think he's actually trying he you know wants to contribute to his family and like be the quote-unquote man of the family yes and I do think that this all goes back to when Asuelu was told hey I thought of divorcing you. I saw a divorce lawyer. That woke him up. That woke him up completely. And I'm loving it. I'm loving the the path to um, uh, re- redemption, repairing the relationship, however you want to call it. But the biggest obstacle will be next week when we see um, him back with his sister and his sister Tammy and his mother who will be visiting. Uh, here's hoping for the best. I want them to work out. So I really hope nothing comes out of that confrontation. But then also as a TV viewer, I don't mind if there's confrontation because, again, mess equals fun for TV. Listen, yeah, you don't have to tell me twice. Like I, I am covering love and hip hop for a wrap up. So obviously I love mess. Like, you know, call me Marie Kondo of RHAP. I love mess, but literally I will say, I hope they remember their code word, Afi fire so that the fireworks don't start blowing up. So we're going to pray for you. We're going to pray. Our fingers will be all the way crossed. I think that covers them. I don't think there's anything else that we have to talk about them. Again, the reason I wanted to start with them was because they were very, very short and sweet. Um, Similarly to the next couple, short, 
but bitter, not sweet. I did not like <laughs> them. I don't want to talk about them, but for formality, let's talk about Mike and Natalie. Sasha, the floor is yours. Yes. So we, you know, see Mike, he's doing these tire workouts, which we love. You know, it's COVID. Get your body in shape. You do you. He talks about how he has been very helpful. You know, like you said, the bar is on the floor at this point for the men on this show. So he's like, I've been helpful. I've taken time off. He has little baby tires for Natalie to work out. So, you know, they're passive aggressive working out together. Mike is again, very much saying, I haven't brought up how she's acted, but I'm still pissed. I was left without a car and she still hasn't apologized, which I think, again, Puya, do you think that they wait for the cameras to come on so they can fight? Honestly, with them, I don't even know. I feel like Mike waits for the cameras to show up to do his whole look. I, I feel upset because I feel disrespected because she took the, the truck away from me and didn't have me be like, I think he hams it up for the cameras. Does he wait to be annoying? No. Does she wait to be <laughs> annoying? No. I think they're both built this way. I just, you know, honorable mention to Mike's blue headband that he was wearing. Oh, yes. Like he gave me these vibes and I got a bunch of mentions about this as well over the last couple of weeks when we saw the preview. <laughs> um where he looks like Mikey from recess um with the with the headband. So I'm just I'm like, I don't know what my like I hey, I'm all for the workout as someone who did gain weight during the pandemic. Oh, very I much endorse me. it. Yes. Um I need the I need tires to redeem myself, but also the headband was a choice. And not nah, these two Again, these two, they're the opposite of Lowe. Lowe chooses to protect this piece. They choose to violate their piece every yeah. day they're together. And it's and not great. Constantly violating each other. Like Natalie literally says, I don't want to deal with drama. So that means that I'm going to willingly cause more drama to avoid the drama. Like I never... Actually, no. People, in, I know girls in high school that were like this. I was like, I hate drama. So I don't, I'm always wanting to be, you know, not with it. And then you see that they're literally the eye of the storm. And not that I'm saying Natalie herself is the eye of the storm. It's very much the both of them. They're both annoying. But Natalie's like, I want to concentrate on myself. Then why are you with him? Go home. Just go home. And that's what I've I've always wanted to make sure I get across on on this uh, podcast, which is I don't like either of them. I don't think either yes. of them are are uh, winners. I think both are losers. And <laughs> look no further than so. Natalie is on the road to recovery from the surgery. Michael is still not letting go that that surgery day, which he's making her surgery all about himself. And he last yep. week talked about how. Uh, I don't like that she's only asking me for help when it's convenient. When it's convenient, her was like literally that's when she needs it. And then I just feel like Mike's forgotten about that time where they were celebrating an anniversary, and he just left her in the hotel and drove off with the pickup when they got oh, into an argument. My God, that is actually what I put in my notes. I was like, sorry, didn't you do this last time? Maybe now she can finally do it because she has a license for herself. Because. Oh, I I think I don't hate anything more than hypocrites. Like, what a loser. Like, that he's just 
in tunnel vision being like, I am wronged. I'm so sad. I'm the bad, you know, I'm the good guy. I'm the good guy. Shut you're not. You're literally both are useless. And let's not forget this man left her at the altar because his mom said so. Don't think I forgot that either, Mike. Hey, hey, don't bring mama Trish into this, okay? Don't do it. I'm just Listen, kidding. as someone that's from Oklahoma, I feel like I really, this bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we don't claim them. We don't claim them. <laughs> I w- yeah, like seeing them at the like my home airport was the weirdest feeling ever. I was like, no, turn this off. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> It's like one of those odd moments where you're like, yeah, I don't want to be represented on on television with by these people in this airport. Yes. No, thank you. I'm asking or for not. good representation, people, not this. From Oklahoma, not <laughs> Mike and Trish, please. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's very clear to me that with Mike's complex, Mike needs apologies. Mike's love language is apologize to me. Tell me you're sorry. <laughs> Tell me that you've done me wrong. And, and how you have bothered me with your selfishness and you, and your lack of respect for me. He very much, he needs that. It's like, it's like, you know, words of affirmation is one thing, but then words of regret and somber and sorry, that's what he needs. And I think with, with, um, Natalie, what she wants is things to go her way in the sense that, and I'm not talking about during the surgery, because obviously when you're when you're when you've gone through surgery, everything should go your way because you're in the mm-hmm. road to recovery that I'm not combating. But everything else we've seen, she wants Mike to adapt to her and to adapt to her like lifestyle, to her way of living. So this has been a recipe made for disaster. I've been talking about them since December. I'm exhausted <laughs> talking about them. But again, we'll be back talking about them next week. So they're not going anywhere. Yeah, it seems like a pretty big blow up. Again, more emotion than normal from Mike next week. Do you think that they will be on the next season of anything? Because, you know, we have so many of these. Mm, I I don't think so. I, I honestly, my running theory with how many of the couples from last season's 90 Day being on this was it was during... It was still, again, peak pandemic. They're trying to record. They just brought the same people back that they've had to continue. I think after this season, they're not going to last. Like, they're gone. They're going to go their separate ways. And hopefully we go our separate ways. Um, and, From uh, your lips to God's ears, as they say yeah. about yeah, these I, two. I don't know what the opposite of the uh, Wiz Khalifa, Charlie Puth song is, but that's what I want. <laughs> I don't want to see them again. ever. No, never. Yeah, it has been a long road and we are done with it. It has. And like, here's the thing. The best part about them was Uncle Bo. Where's Uncle Bo? I don't care about y'all. I want Uncle Bo back. He's off the the. Oh, my God. The acres or the acreage Like he gone. I don't know. where. Maybe he's with the neighbor. I forget. Amanda is her name. Maybe Uh, he's with her. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I, he was the comic relief. And I feel like without him, it's just sad. (laughs) Like I'm just watching (laughs) sadness. That's why uh, just a little bit of, you know, for those of you who want to know a little bit about the background, when me and Sasha talked right before we recorded, we decided the order of people we want to go through. And it was like, okay, let's go with Kalani and Aspoilu because we didn't get much from them over Mike and Natalie because I don't want to start by being negative. Yes. I feel like with Mike and Natalie, there's no positives for me to discuss. So it's all negative. 
Yes. Eggs. Yeah. And like, again, I am not a mean person or maybe I am, but like, I really don't like these two and I don't know why they choose to be on TV. Like the money cannot be that good to make yourself just look so sad. I mean, I've, I've discussed the money before yeah. from what I've gathered on the internet. It's a thousand per episode and then like 2,500 for the reunion or something or five K no 2,500 for the reunion or something. That's not a lot of coin. And also it's not a lot of coin when you're going to get this much, um, like backlash on exactly. the internet. So. Yeah, I mean, I hope they're not on Twitter because these streets are not nice to you. But I know that at least Natalie, because I don't follow her, but I check on her Instagram. So listen, you do you get your own, you know, um, get the coin to be an influencer. But I just feel like there needs to be a better way than this, like than humiliating, like getting letting this man humiliate you over and right. over again. <laughs> Also, um, just a complete aside, shout out to Amira, who was listening to our podcast last week. Yes. Um, and that was very cool to see. Of course, for those of you who may not know or remember Amira, Amira was sadly entangled with baby, baby, a.k.a. Andrew. Mm. Um, so that's your recap of that. Uh, appreciate Amira listening to this podcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go and talk about a another couple of castmates from Amira season of 90 Day Fiance, and that is Jovi and Yara. Oh, what a couple. <laughs> yeah, so Jovi's back. Jovi's back. He, you know, he worked for many months away from Yara, away from Mila. He's back and he went shopping. He went shopping for Yara in preparation, Sasha, for Ukrainian Christmas. <laughs> Like I said, Christmas in July, but wow, I was very into all the different food. I would never eat it, but like the salmon roe, I mean, that's caviar, so it's not cheap. No, not at all. Not at all. And I think that, um, so for me, I have, um, I have known about Ukrainian Christmas my first year of university. I, well, first year of university, not only did I celebrate my first ever Christmas, I also celebrated my first ever Ukrainian Christmas because for the Ukrainian Christmas, everyone was on campus, whereas 
Christmas, everyone was home with their families. So okay. we celebrated it. I mean, not with the traditional foods at all, but I, I like that Yara wanted to bring a part of her culture and her living to the family. Because I do think oftentimes with some of these couples, it's like they're not there. They aren't sharing both cultures. They aren't like, you know, experiencing each other's culture. So I love to see this. Now, that's the good part. The bad <laughs> part here is that I think they needed to plan a little bit better. So for this uh, celebration, they're bringing in um, Gwen. Gwen's coming back for the celebration. And then it's um, Jovi's cousin, who yeah. is the godmother of Mila. Do I have that right? Yes, correct. Claire. Claire, there we go. Yeah. yeah. So they're coming over, but this isn't going to go quite the way I thought it would. Can you describe the events at dinner? Yeah. So we, you know, get all these really sweet moments. Like, I think, first of all, I want to say that why does everyone keep going in on Jovi? Like, I'm trying to, I was really trying to find the PC way of saying this, but, you know, turn a, um, you know what, into a housewife. And they're really going in on Jovi to say, wow, we thought you'd be the last one to get, you know, married, let alone have a baby, all this stuff. So it's already starting a little wild. And then everyone sits down. The food is on the table. Yara slaved many hours to eat it. And then immediately Claire's husband, I think his name is Chris. I don't know. Um, but I like him. And he said, oh, does this food smell to you? To Miss Gwen? <laughs> what would you do if someone said that to you, Puya, about your food? Oh, my God. I don't. I mean, I would get upset, but I would definitely not show it. I'm very right. good. I'm very self-conscious about people thinking I don't like their food. And mm -hmm. as someone who grew up in a Persian household, I, the amount of times I've had my aunts and uncle out of my aunts and uncles places and they're like, well, you didn't like the food. You didn't seem to eat much. And I ate a whole plate like I and I ate like a <laughs> like a big boy plate. Because they filled my plate up. And then they say that. And I felt self-conscious. I'm like, no, I really like that. I'll have more. I'm like, I should probably be done. I shouldn't eat more. But I'm like, I'm very, I want to go the extra mile to make sure people do not think that I don't like their food. So when this started happening, I was like, y'all need to be able to act a little bit at least. If, even if you don't like, I could have played the facade up. I could have just eaten it, been fine. Everything would have been good. Because it's just, I don't want to make anyone feel bad. But that's my own problems <laughs> that I have. I <laughs> no, I understand that. Indians are like that too. I feel like where, um, when I was in high school, I was like 90 pounds, pretty skinny. So people would be like, oh, you need to eat more. And it's like, no, I run track so that every single day. So that's why I'm, you know, I'm like not losing weight. I'm, you know, metabolism. It's a right. thing so I totally understand this moment of like being like no I just like I'm stuffed but it's either shame on family or eat another plate you're gonna eat another plate like there's no other option so I understand I feel like Chris like you could have been a little nicer about this but again I think the energy coming in was very much dogging on Jovi and you know being like Yara is a little high maintenance why does her food smell? It's kind of weird. And then, I <laughs> yeah. love how small a standards Jovi has set up to where he's like exceeded all expectations by being a father. They're like, <gasps> I can't believe this day has finally come. I can't believe you're doing this. And it doesn't seem like there's enough of like, seem to be doing all that much to like clear clear that pathway but i will say 
to me, the story of Jovi and Yara is no longer about Jovi. It's all about mm-hmm. Yara. And, yes. and the narrative has shifted completely because Yara, I, I, I believe you could classify Yara as a um, overly protective yes. new mother, or I'm not sure what, how to phrase it, but she very much is um, attached to her baby, which I mean, I completely understand because she's had no one but Mila by her side while Jovi exactly. was away at sea. Yeah, I very much agree with you because, again, we, you know, they started talking about Jovi and Yara and their relationship. Miss Gwen then started talking about, well, have you had mommy and daddy time? Which I appreciated Yara for clocking that to say, I mean, are you stressed that I'm not serving your son? This is a weird question. Like, don't do that. And I, again, appreciated that back. I think they have a very funny relationship, the two of them, um, like Yara and Jovi's mom. But either way, it seems like they're kind of doing that. And then I feel like Jovi drops the pretty big, um, you know, bomb of saying like you're a psycho mom because they're trying to explain to Yara, let her let Myla be independent. But Yara says, no, when I'm lonely, second, my Myla misses me. And then third, when Myla grows up, she wants her Huya, to be in the backyard of their house. Yeah, how are we talking about backyards now? Like, how are we there? We're we're at this apartment now. I mean, yes. <laughs> it's it's wild, right? Because I think I think nothing Yara has done permits Jovi to call her. What was the phrase again? Psycho mama. Yeah, none of it. Not nothing mm-hmm. she has said qualifies him to say that at all. Um, to me, I will say this is the part that I think Yara. Again, I would have loved for them to have discussed it ahead of time as someone who, you know, thinks of logistics. So Gwen and Claire and Claire's husband drove two hours to come to this dinner. Oof. The dinner lasted about 90 minutes to two hours. And at 6 p.m., she wants them kicked out because it's Mila's sleeping time. Right. And we know at this time that Maya, Myla, um, sleeps in the bed with Yara and Jovi. Like she doesn't have her own room or, you know, it's not like she's going to be alone. She's very much attached. So it's six o'clock and it's like, it's time to go. G.O. So I actually thought about this because you're, you know, you, we're both immigrants. I feel like our family structure could be similar where it didn't matter if I needed to sleep as a child. Like my mom was like, you can just sleep here, you know, sleep wherever you need to learn because we want to be around family. We want to be eating and hanging out and chilling. But Yara is very much like everyone got to get out and it needs to be pin drop silence for my baby. Yeah. So, so with my family and the way it worked when we had a gathering, when we had a gathering, first of all, there were usually, especially from my experience, because I wasn't hosting, right? I'm, I'm the mm-hmm. kid whose parents are hosting. There would be kids my age, cousins my age, so we'd yes. be hanging out. So it didn't get tired. It was fine. But I've seen my mom be like clearly tired, but oh. she would never tell people to get out because she's tired. People get out when they got out. Um, and it was kind of like, it's always, I always feel like to me, it's always been up to the guests to be understanding of when they're overstaying yes. they're not their welcome but when it's time to leave like for example my mom 
and her gatherings, usually they go till about, you know, 11 midnight. Mm-hmm. And like by if it gets close to one now, it's like, OK, even though we're all having fun, we should really get going. Whereas with my dad and his family, it was more so it's 830. All right. We should probably get out of here, get home by nine. Like they were definitely a little bit more on that side. But again, the expectation was there and the understanding was already there. Like we knew what we had signed up for when mm-hmm. we're going to like this person's house versus this person's house. Whereas here, there was no warning that, hey, you're driving two hours for dinner and then you're leaving. Yeah. And again, it's maybe because of the way I have grown up. But for me, it was very much you worked around your guests. So if your guests are saying you need to figure out how, you know, you're going to put the baby to sleep, like it doesn't matter how. And listen, I will say there, you know, it's not like a two story house where maybe the baby could move upstairs or whatever, or, you know, be away from the noise. But like go to your clubhouse, maybe, you know, like if you figure something out, put a white noise machine on. I don't know. But I agree. I like to be around family. So I don't know that I would kick them out um, for my kid. But also, Yara, if you want to be in there with your kid and take a break, that's the best excuse to be like, actually, I need to take the baby to sleep so y'all can hang out. I'm out. Yeah, because I do think so. It's very clear because in the next scene we see them in, they're going to go crib shopping. Mm -hmm. So they do not have a place to have Myla sleep. That's her area. So Myla sleeps again between the two of them in bed with them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think it's a combination. Honestly, it's not just it's not just baby Myla that was um, needed her sleep. I think Yara wanted them out of the house as well. Yeah, because she actually talks about, right, the Ukrainian party where she says when it's Ukrainian party, it's you enjoy the food, you have fun, and then you GTFO versus she said this is not a Cajun party, which is what goes into the next day, them fighting. So, yeah, yeah. And, and I will say um, I did see a Reddit post where someone was like, well, I looked up Ukrainian Christmas celebrations. After that, there's carols and they do this. I'm like, well, every family does it differently. Like not mm-hmm. every family celebrates the holidays the exact same way. Um, I, I just I do think that she's been trying to enforce this earlier turn in time into the house in general. We've heard her talk about 8 p.m. Like when Jovi joked about everything's going to be closed by eight. Well, you don't need to be out by eight. So it's fine. So I do think this is also something she's trying to add in. But I mean, obviously, the biggest takeaway for me in this relationship is that once Jovi walked out to go for this job for hella months and then Yara said, well, you have to give me control of our day to day then because you are not here to have a say. She fully took it and ran with it. And she's kind of doing the thing that um, Natalie, I said, was doing, which is she wants Jovi to completely convert to her way of living. Yes, And Jovi is hard headed and stubborn and believes that that is not the way to live. He's like, I don't know about if I can do that. Like, how am I? I mean, he literally, Sasha, is suggesting a trip. <laughs> and oh, he's just got my back. God. He's. Like I said, this man does not understand that he has a whole family obligations to go for because 
when they're driving to Nola, right, to get the crib, you can tell mm-hmm. Jovi's like, oh, I'm. He's like on ESPN, living his greatest highlights, where he's like, oh, <laughs> look, this is where I probably saw that stripper. Oh, that's where I probably threw up. That's where I got lost, you know. And like you could tell in his brain, he's like giving a tour of his life. So he's not ready for this. And then he, and I bet you this man has probably dropped six hundred dollars on one night on bottle service, and now he cannot drop 600 for a crib which is another stressful thing but he's ready he wants to be out he doesn't want to basically he said he wants to get away from his life yeah I think that um I think it's so complicated and that's the beauty of 90 day fiance getting to you know deep dive into some of these relationships some of them we joke some of them there's more of a complex situation to Mm -hmm. explore and with them it's interesting because I feel like I feel like Yara deserves some slack. Yara has literally been left in a country that she doesn't really know much about alone mm-hmm. in an area that she didn't even want to live in and, and he wanted them to live in. And now they've moved into her territory. They need to find the compromise and be in the middle. Right now, they're in her world that he can't live in. But before they were in his world that she couldn't live in. They need to find what works for both of them. But also... Jovi has barely dipped his legs in the water. Whereas I feel like literally Yara was swimming in the deep end of the pool while he was mm-hmm. gone. And now that she's like, okay, come to my pool now. He's like, oh, he puts his toes like it's too cold. I can't do it. It's like, well, at least try. At least try a little bit. See where it takes you. But again, that's this is how Jovi is. And we knew he was like this. I will say, um, interesting note, Jovi was driving in this. So I feel like yes. before we had speculated that he couldn't drive because they Ubered everywhere. But Jovi was driving, so we did see that. And um, but yeah, Jovi wants a vacation, and he feels like, um, he, you know, old Yara is what he misses. He feels like he's with a new Yara that he doesn't recognize, and he wants the old Yara who would stay up late, who would hang out, and wouldn't do any of this stuff. And then, again, he calls her a crazy mom in the store, which was not a good look at all, at all. It's so disappointing, right? To hear someone like she loves Jovi so much. She obviously loves being a mom and Mila, I think, more now. But it's just it was so frustrating to hear this loser, you know, talk about how, um, oh, I used to buy you lingerie. I don't know if this was at dinner. So sorry if I'm skipping forward. But, you know, talking about, oh, I used to buy you this and, you know, used to stay out, used to do this. Like, let's think about it. She's basically become the milk person, right? Like, she literally has to be milked every two hours. She has to, you know, she's moved to an area with absolutely no help from her side of the family. Obviously, his family helps. Miss Gwen is there to help. But, you know, she's alone and she had COVID also. So I know that she couldn't see anyone because of that. And, like, give her a break, guy. Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, like I think that um ultimately Yara's push to have the schedule be a big thing with like, okay, we're on the baby schedule. We cannot sway away from it. I feel like Jovi took that personally and I can't <laughs> blame him because his mom did take care of her while she had COVID and yep. took care of her, her and the baby 
while he was gone. So he doesn't want to kick her out like that. And, and on top of all that, it's his mom. Like it's so hard to do that. Um, but then I feel like he's taking it out on her a little bit here by, by just using that one day as a sample size of, wow, you've become this like obsessive mother who doesn't want to do anything else. Exactly. We're not having our husband and wife time, which again, sometimes you might as well just say the words instead of dancing around it. Cause mm-hmm. it feels weirder to say like husband, wife time, whatever they said. So I think that. Him suggesting a trip isn't bad if he's trying to get her a, you know, a retreat or a a relaxing time. But it's Jovi. So we know he wants to go and like do it a big time and and have like bottle service, which I don't think that's what she's about anymore. Or at the moment, at least she's not looking for that. That's what I was going to say. Like, I just think that's not who she is. So why should you know, why are you doing that to her? Like, it's not fair. Plus, you have to meet your partner where they are, right? Like, why? Like we said, Yara needs to meet Jovi halfway. The, the child is what, four months old? It's so hard. A new mom, like, I don't even think he's realizing the amount of hormones that are in play right now and how many issues she's having with just trying to, you know, wrap to get to her normal mental states. I'm not even talking about anything else. And then on top of that, you know, to worry about like your body goes through so much trying to have a baby. Like what is wrong? Like take a, he needs to take a class of like understanding what happens to a woman when she has a baby. Like he just, you know, gave the sperm and then kind of helped her out and then left versus she actually, you know, grew a brain, a lung, a heart, you know, and actually like help this child, you know, be alive, basically, because they're so fragile until, you know, a few months old. Right. So I, yeah. I don't know. He Jovi can kick rocks at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Until they until they understand each other, find compromises, talk to each other. This isn't going to get fixed anytime soon. On the next time on, we see that I, I guess he wins. They're going to mm-hmm. Miami. And I am worried about this trip. I'm, I think, because we've seen it in one of the previews, there's a strip club at some point coming up that they're both <laughs> at. I think it's at this trip. It can't be anywhere else. It has and, to be. Be Miami vibes. Again, and again, and again, like, you, like you, <laughs> you gotta, because I feel like Yara kind of put her life aside to raise this baby and to, you know, move over to like motherhood. Yeah, to um, raise and, two babies now. Right. Jovi and I think too. Jovi was like, I can, I can, I can figure it out. And it's like, well, at some point you got to like kick it to high gear. So that's when I alluded earlier, making the joke about Asuelu having grown and someone not having grown. <laughs> Jovi's one of the culprits. Jovi is one of those culprits uh, that I think has not fully grasped what he signed up for, but we'll see. He's been trash. Can he untrash? Maybe not. Find out next week. <laughs> uh, praying for Jovi. I will say, this is my final thought. Um, I think Julia and Jovi might make the better pair because Julia wants to go live in Miami. She wants, she would love New Orleans. She like wants to, I think, live in this party city. You know, she would probably enjoy, um, like dancing and go-go dancing, whatever, all of that stuff. So I will say, you know, if they were to ever switch, but Yara doesn't deserve like Brandon. I just, I think Jovi and Julia might be the better fit. Yeah. Like Yara's done nothing to have this happen, but I, I could see those two being a better matchup, uh, given what we've learned about them in, uh, 
Julia and Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's okay, let's reunite, um, pun intended, with this next couple. And let's go over to the family reunion and let's talk about Libby and Andre, the never ending saga of the family Libby. Oh, God. These, like, bless their hearts, you know, the fact that they really think they're the 90 Day Fiance Kardashians, the way they act, the way they dress. I, I, like, cannot with this family. Like, I'm over them. (laughs) Yeah, I I have also been over them. I know that Rob loves them, and I will say, uh, I can announce, I have a couple of messages from Rob, a couple of takes that he's put out there that I'll sprinkle in. He did have a take about this family and this segment. So we'll definitely be putting those in here. I've been tired of them for a minute and it's because in none of it feels real to me. It yes. doesn't feel authentic it, and it's exhausting because it's been, first of all, they've been overexposed. They've been on too many seasons for my liking and it's the same stuff every time. So here we go. Let's just rip the bandaid and move into it. So they arrive at the family reunion. Libby's excited and she's very happy that, you know, they're all doing this for Chuck. Chuck's family loves Chuck and they want him to have the reunion he deserves and they just want him to have a good time. However, you would have a tough time believing this if you listen to how these siblings interact with each other and throw shade on each other. Because literally within the span of 30 seconds into their segment, we have this conversation going. There's a group conversation going on and Becky throws out a little shade by being, hey, Libby, how's your babysitter working out? In front of, that's right, Andre, who, yes, does not know that they have a babysitter hired. (laughs) Did we know they have a babysitter hired? That's another thing where I was like, wait, did I miss this? So I liked being blindsided. This was fun for me, too. But Becky, you so shady. Like, she knew what she was doing. I refuse to believe this was innocent. Yeah, I did not. um, I did not remember seeing this before. So I'm not a hondo sure that we knew about the babysitter getting hired. So yeah, which I liked it, but oh, that was so messy because of course, immediately it was fireworks for Andre. Andre's pissed. And then of course, Jen put, put her up to this, right? To be like, you don't need Andre to tell you if you should have a babysitter or not. Just have uh, just have one. Live your best life. So, of course, Andre walks out and he's pissed. <laughs> yeah. Andre's fuming because if there's one thing we've learned about Andre, he doesn't want, he took care of the baby while yes. he was a stay-at-home husband and now he expects Libby to do the same and he does not want a babysitter because and I'm quoting here he thinks that it's sketchy and he doesn't trust just anybody taking care of their baby which is you know fine if you have your reservations about this stuff that's cool you know it's it's your family your your choice however then in the middle of all these conversations we hear that they had agreed upon just dealing with this until the pandemic is over and then they were going to bring his parents over to take care of the babies. And so Rob texted me this. Rob believes that Andre full on didn't want a babysitter because he wants to use childcare as the reason why Andre's parents get to move uh, to them. 
Right. That was actually going to be my question to you, because was this like a, hey, they'll come for six months until we figure it out? Or was this like a, they moving to America? No, no, I think I think they're moving, moving because. Wow. I mean, unless it's like a temporary, like a one year move. I don't know. I don't, we don't know if the full details. This is the first time we yeah, heard yeah, about this. Course. But I'm like, interesting that this had not come up until just this moment because we had never heard that at all. And even when they argued, he's never brought it up. And now that we now that we've brought this up, is this also why he's so adamant about getting started on the business because he needs to be making his own money because they can't live in that apartment if his parents are going to come over. Yeah. Yeah. The the (laughs) finances, logistics, messiness. Like I, when I replied to Rob, I said, the last thing this family needs is more family members involved. Like that's the last thing we need is now Andre's family also showing up and being at this reunion. There's there's too much messiness already. They need not make it more difficult. Oh, it's just so sad. And then Libby, of course, goes back to Andre, you know, and Andre's like, I'm stabbed in the back. And, you know, I thought all of this stuff. And then, you know, Cinderella's like stepsisters, I feel like, show up um, where they're like, you're throwing a tantrum. Why are you doing this? I don't understand. Which is like, let them just fight. Why do you have to like insert yourself in everything? Well, that's my thing, too, is that I feel like why I feel like this is all kind of for show is that the two of them were clearly having their own issues, but they were playing it out together outside away from the reunion mm-hmm. to keep it civil. Right. And and then here come Libby and Becky and they're calling it a temper tantrum. They're clearly winding him up. He's already so upset about this. And you could tell, you could tell with the shadiness and the confessional that they knew that he had no idea that this was full on, you know, we're going to say it in front of him to get a rise out of him. So I don't love them. I also feel like Andre's being super dramatic by saying, you literally stabbed me in the back. And then also using the whole Airbnb mishap as a reason for why she can't make a choice in all this. Look, I'm sorry. Have you not made mistakes of that little magnitude before? Yes, the place didn't have parking. It happens. You know, you order something off a menu and it's not what you wanted. It happens. Like, it's, that's not that big a deal. Like, if you mess up a Airbnb booking, I'm not saying you, like, I don't think that qualifies you. Yeah, you no longer have any say in the relationship. That is ridiculous to me. Yeah, and what a Karen like Andre is becoming because it's like, first of all, Airbnbs, I feel like are notorious for, you know, not like being a hundred percent what you think or, you know, there, there's always some logistical issues with Airbnb. Like I've never stayed at one. Like I was just in Palm Springs last weekend and we literally, it was 120 degrees Fahrenheit and the AC stopped working and they were like, Oh, we don't have portable fans. Why do you not have portable fans in Palm Springs? No one knows. But the point is like (laughs) stuff like this happens at Airbnb. To me, it's the most normal thing. And first of all, why you why are you taking an RV to like random places anyway? Like park it somewhere, let it be and then just take Ubers like y'all love drinking. So why are you driving? Yeah, I'm not quite sure what the decision was uh, or why that was that big a deal to him. Mm-hmm. It happens like Airbnbs don't disclose things all the time. I remember me and Liana booked one in Montreal that said air conditioning 
and they had one little fan, no air conditioning. Like, yep. what can I do at that point? I've already, I've, I've showed up and we've stayed at the place. Like, we're not going to find another place and like pay for two. That's not happening. So it happens. It's just, you have to deal. You have to deal with this stuff. It's not, yeah. and you don't blame your wife for it. I feel like that's the other, like, <laughs> how was she to know better if they didn't disclose it? Like, and also, if you're going to blame, right, it, it would be so different if it was them one on one. Right. And then they're having this argument. Your whole family, sorry, her whole family is there. They they need a reason. They just need a look, let alone a cold comment. They just need a look to, you know, get started on dogging on him and why he sucks and why he's a snake. But they're the snakes. So. To me, wouldn't you have learned by now that like, oh, I can't say nothing. I'm going to write it in my journal. And then when we get back to the apartment home alone, I'm going to, you know, have this conversation because aren't you embarrassed? Like, this is embarrassing. No, I mean, here's the thing, though. The problem with that, Sasha, is that what you just did requires understanding requires logic requires patience and requires the correct reading of a room none of these none of these people in this group have any of those they're all unarmed when it comes to those weapons in their arsenal all of them <laughs> because they actively know what bothers each other and they stay doing it in in this you know over and over again we see this clearly like i pictured you know what i do with these couples is i always try and picture myself and Liana in their shoes. And if me and Liana had a, so much as half the disagreement about any of these things that Andre and Libby just had, I would not storm out like that. I would not let it show on my face. She would not let it show on her face. And we talk about it on the walk home. Like that's how we do it. Um, it it's, it's just, it's baffling, especially if you know, there's going to be high tension after that. And everyone's going to take sides and put blame. Exactly. So, like if you're Andre and you don't want to be in arguments with the family and you keep saying that you don't, he always says Andre always says I don't care what they say I don't I don't I don't care about any of them if they I don't want to talk to any of them but he still goes ahead and does it that to me is a problem and that's not good because the more he gives them face the more they will try and get like his face involved by actively saying stuff to him Yes. And that's another thing where I'm a very short tempered person where like any little thing will a hundred percent like get me off. Like I am ready to fight at a drop of a dime. But if other people show up, you know, or other people are around, I definitely have to be like, all right, Sasha, you can't, you can't go in on your husband just yet. Just remember, you got to do it later. You got to do it later. So I'm, I'm definitely learning and I will say, I have been that person that has screamed, but never in front of people I know. Like, it's always in front of strangers, in front of family. Like, you have to just shut up so you don't look dumb and your relationship doesn't look dumb. Yeah, especially I feel like with, with you know, in-laws and everything. Mm -hmm. The last thing you want as the newcomer to the family is to seem like you are putting your spouse in horrible moods, positions. You're yelling. Like you don't want any of that because that's stuff you can't just delete from memory. Exactly. So um, again, it's, it's super uncomfortable as well from a viewer's perspective, because this is not the fun mess 
to me. No. The fun mess is next week when he's going to have cake thrown in his face. <laughs> That's fun. Yes. Yeah. And I'd rather them fight like that. Whereas here, I just felt like, again, it was gross. It's messy. I don't need it. It's just like, it's shady. It's just, it's shadiness uh, that I'm like, you'll all, you're all playing each other and none of you are winning, even though you might have won a battle. You're definitely not winning the war. Mm-hmm, exactly. And then, and then all of this is happening, but they move on, right? We, they, they change the scene for us. We go to another couple. Yay. Thank you, TLC. Then we go back to Libby and Andre's story. And here it is. Lovely scene. Andre, Chuck, and, um, Thomas are playing foosball. And I love foosball. So this was a very fun moment for me. I loved seeing them chop it up, just hang out, whatever. Chuck is feeling the love from Andre. He's appreciative that Andre drove them over and everything was smooth or smooth for Andre standards. Mm-hmm. So there's a big compliment. But then, and this is key, folks, Chuck initiates the preliminary talks of partnership. Chuck talks about a new listing he has available and he wants to partner with Andre, show him the ropes using this specific listing. They work this one together and they split the profits. And they're happy. Andre is happy. Chuck is happy. I'm happy. They've got their relationship is good. Andre's clearly respecting Chuck and trying to do things for Chuck as well. But then and I thought, hey, Thomas and, you know, Andre, they agreed on the RV last week that you know, everyone else was being over exaggerative and they like, you know, bonded. Mm-hmm. But then Thomas went full Takashi 69, left them, went to <laughs> oh. flipping Jen and was like, Jen, they're talking about a property upstairs. Yeah. So here's the thing where I would, I actually immediately called it where I was like, you know, Thomas is nice, but he ain't that nice. And he's definitely, he married to <laughs> Becky. So he a hundred percent does not want to, you know, have anyone else's back, but Becky's. So you, I saw it coming. I was like, you stupid. This man going to snitch all around town. And he did. He sang like a damn canary. Yeah. Yeah. He said everything. He said everything. He listed it all out. Um, and, and they obviously are not going to let this slide because to them, the issue has always been, or the story has always been Andre is a master manipulator and is working our dad over to them. Again, Andre would win big brother if they had anything to say about it. That's how much they, they rate him. You know, step aside. There's an Andre Giesling folks out here yeah. <laughs> doing the most, killing them, doing the mist. Like they really, they really speak that, that way of him. But I can't say they speak highly of him because they speak it like he's there for the nefarious purposes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's there to get that money, but th- that's not nefarious. They're seeing him trying to get money as nefarious because to them, Andre is taking food out of their mouths by, by doing so. But to me, and this might be just me, I see nothing wrong with this. This is a new property that Chuck said, this is split between me and him. You guys, your properties, they stay there. So what's the problem? No, the problem is one. This is what I said. I think the last time we've talked about these people, because it's the same conversation every time, is like one, Jen, um, no, the whole family, um, basically, don't do a lot of work. 
And I think Andre is now going to come in, in, you know, are, they're already doing bare minimum. And then now you have to switch the bare minimum or not switch, split the bare minimum to a bunch of people. So they're, I think they're going to get found out that they're not doing shit. And that's exactly why they're going to get, they're mad is what I think it all comes down to. Yeah, I mean, nothing about this business has ever seemed legitimate to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just do not, I, I cannot picture there being any legitimacy. When, when Becky was like, I'm the listing agent. I'm like, that's just the title he said you are. Like, I don't exactly. think there's, again, there's no like, I, don't, I, I just doesn't, again, I don't feel like it's formal. It's very informal. So to me, I see no problem in it, but clearly they do. But it's weird because it's like, we want our sister to be happy. But also, we don't want her husband to make money and provide for our sister so that our sister is happy, so that our niece is happy. So it makes no sense to me what their angle is. I They just don't like him. That's really all. No, it is. They, they just don't. don't say they it. want him to like be the janitor because, you know, that's uh, because Chuck said this actually last time. Right. Um, where not Chuck. Sorry. Charles, um, Charlie said it last time where he said, you know, immigrants like start from the bottom and then da 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 da. But it's like, first of all, your dad didn't start from the bottom. Looks like the the aunt gave the loan. So that's Charlie number didn't one. Start from the bottom. Thank you. Also that. And then he said immigrants, you know, start from the bottom. So they basically want this man to do what, you know, in their minds immigrants do, right? Is like, oh, be janitor or unskilled jobs, essential worker, unskilled jobs. Like to me, that's probably what they want him to do, which is like, get a life, get a grip. There's no way he's doing that when he has Chuck ready to go. Well, like that's the thing is that, um, you know how a lot of especially with my family. My dad said this, my mom said, you know, we went through all of this. So you wouldn't have to Mm -hmm. like, so when, when Chuck is trying to like give him this opportunity, he doesn't have to start from the bottom. And again, he is linked to your sister. Why is this such an issue? It's just more of the same of they want to monopolize this easy money and they don't want to have to split it an extra like percentage now. But if they think about it on a deeper level, Andre's essentially taking Libby's spot in the business because Libby yep. like going to be working at the moment. So it's not like it's brand new money that you will never get your hands on. It's just, it's just his poor. It's just, it. listen, all of this is to say, this is why I feel like this argument stuff is annoying and almost fabricated. I think they're angling for that spinoff show. I really do think so. I think they want to be the, the family Chuck or the family Libby. Like mm-hmm. the family Chantel spinoff, and I and I don't see it for them because it's not all that. It's not all that. It's literally the same fight, different location, right? Like it doesn't in an RV, in someone's house, in the uh, winery, in you know, in Florida, wherever. Like it doesn't matter where. These that's all these people do is fight. So again. I don't find that there there's much depth to this fighting besides them hating Andre for breathing and then Andre hating them for being snakes. Mm-hmm. So sorry about it. You not getting it. No. And I will be talking about them more fondly next week when we see them hurling cake at each other. Yes. That's fun. And I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, but for the most part, we leave them here at in Maryland at this reunion with the opinion of, eh. 
<laughs> I'm not convinced. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh my I'm God. ready though. I'm ready to get into the international terminal and fly over to South Africa to talk about Tiffany and Ronald who are back again. So tell me your thoughts on Tiffany and Ronald because they are a couple that we just haven't seen in a long time and I want to get your take on them. Yeah. So, you know, I followed them since 90 Day Fiance the other way. So I'm very invested in them because, you know, I've seen like their origin story. I... I've seen on Twitter, like a lot of people kind of dogging Tiffany to be like, she's not happy. What's the point? La la la. But I really just don't like them together. I don't think Ronald's a bad person. I just think together they make each other so like naggy and sad. And it's just, it's a very toxic relationship. And I just, I'm hurting for Daniel in this where again, you know how like we like to be jokey and fun about these people, but this one is where I feel like I was like, no, this is Daniel's real life, and I don't, I don't like this. Yeah, Daniel. I mean, we, I've talked about this at length. Where mm -hmm. I feel like Daniel's pretty much been forced to be a parent at age ten, eleven. Yep. And it and it's not a healthy place for him to be at the moment, given how Tiffany and Ronald are constantly having this custody battle of who's going to get us for Christmas and it doesn't help when when Ronald is going out of his way to like for lack of a better term emotionally blackmail Daniel mm -hmm. into supporting him and like using a more expensive tree we talked about how Kalani and Asuela's tree didn't seem like much he did the most with his tree where they yep. spent $700 on Christmas decorations so that is a lot um, and, and to be Daniel in this point, it's just you're in a rock and a hard place in it. Like you're not trying to, you know, you don't want to actively pick a side and make the other side upset. So you're just in this weird purgatory of feelings. And I don't like that for him. And I just don't see how he can recover because it's just getting worse here, especially because in this episode, uh, we basically find out that Ronald is still mad at Tiffany because Tiffany talked to his mom. And he thinks that she made him look bad. And then when they end, and then he talks about how he thinks talking about your emotions is a weakness. And for the quick summary of Ronald, Ronald wants the more traditional gender norms in the relationship. I think safe to say he wants yes. to be the man in the relationship. And to him, that defines the man is defined by being the head of household, making all the major decisions and having the support of his wife no matter what yeah and he this is a line that really grinded my gears because he said you know being south african it means that a male um and you know being the head of household means my decisions and me are always going to be higher than you and yours right and what <laughs> no and and i appreciated tiffany saying it's not because i'm american because we know a TLC and the cast itself likes to be like I'm American which our next Angela couple, yes. loves waving that flag for sure yes so um, in many ways um, what we found <laughs> out uh, but anyways <laughs> god oh no I'm scared no. Um, but you know she says it's because I'm a person and I have common sense and like no one should be above anyone and I will say, you know, QTLC, I don't want no scrubs, TLC the band, because <laughs> this man makes zero money, but really wants to puff out his chest talking about, I 
you know, I'm the head. Listen to me. What have you done to prove that you deserve this besides painting a room last minute and giving a child, you know, like whatever the paint fumes like overload. So to me, I just I'm not team Ronald because I just feel like he's talking a lot, but actions are zero. Like for him, the bar is on the floor where if he paid for one thing, Tiffany would like him more. That's how sad this situation is. Right. And, and, and I was someone who initially, when, when it came to that new room, I was like, you know what? I actually like this new, this room, this, this uh, effort he made to do something for Daniel and to, you know, make Daniel stay a more pleasant one. Mm-hmm. But then the more we've seen, I'm like, wait a minute. Do we know for sure that Ronald's last name isn't McDonald? Cause there's some clownish behavior here. <laughs> And and this conversation really does it for me, especially because I am I am the man in my marriage in the sense that I'm the male counterpart. However, we don't follow any of those roles. Um, and I think it's because we know who brings what to the table and who is better at what. Like, I don't think that should ever outright make it. And any decision is 50 50. Some decisions we lean on one person, one, some decision we lean on the other because they have a better knowledge of whatever the decision is. They have exactly. better understanding. They have better capability. That's how it should be. So I very much did not like this conversation either, especially here's the worst part. We have literal visual evidence of Ronald not being able to make very smart decisions because Ronald is willing to go into credit card debt to keep this family in South Africa because he misses them. But, and 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 the way he's trying to do it is to buy the favor of of Daniel, like the yeah, and not even his, yeah, and not even through food, right? Like, which mm-hmm. is like something that the family would actually benefit from. But instead, a tree that will die—maybe um, it was plastic tree, I don't know—but you know, something that is so temporary versus like nourishment. So priorities are so all out of whack. And then he talks about women are made from the rib of the man, not from the top of the head. And it's like, okay. Oh, sorry. It got the hiccups. <laughs> nope. No problem. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, talking about, oh, I, you know, rap, like you're made from the side. Okay. So that means your man, your woman or your partner should be on the side of you, right? Because your ribs on the side doesn't mean it's under you. Like, a woman has not come from your feet or come from Adam's foot. So it's so ridiculous. Like this analogy of like woman is made from rib of the man. Like I will ask someone that does Torah study, like I can go deep into this and I won't, but like it's the most misused line to keep women like down. It's like, it's, that's not what God said. Like it's from the side. So you should be equals. I just feel like doing the whole literal trying to use this as like reasoning again to me is is baffling simply because and and we'll get to this portion now for me Sasha that frustrates me is that as someone who's gone through this visa process Mm -hmm. the way Ronald has already gone to hedges bets because so they the another scene we see in this episode that he is going to a car dealership because he wants to get a pickup truck to start handyman work to make money to you know prove the family's good and then when Tiffany combats him by saying hey we don't have money for you to spend on this right now he says I'll make it back with the handyman work but 
he's doing this because in his head, if the visa gets rejected in three months, I can have something for us to fall back on and I'll have enough money made that they'll move to South Africa. So the more and more he has this mentality of it's not going to work out, they have to come to South Africa, the worse things will get because he is shown a in, he's shown to be incapable of doing things uh, Tiffany's way, mm-hmm. not because it makes the, he can't handle it, but I think because Tiffany wants that and he can't let Tiffany make that decision. I, I think he's incapable of letting that happen because for some reason, if he doesn't, again, he is the same guy who said, I don't like talking about my emotions because that's a sign of weakness to me. And as someone who literally bears his emotions on the Internet weekly, um, mm-hmm. I took offense to that because I'm like, come on, that's not a weakness. That is ridiculous. There is there is so many issues I take with with the way he's trying to approach this. And what once was me seeing him as, oh, he made the room. That was really nice. It's all manipulation tactics for them to stay in South Africa. I don't think he has any intention of going to the U.S. or believes that he will. No, so. no, not at all. Because why in three months, aren't you supposed to be like wrapping up your life? Right. Like if you allegedly have three months left and hopefully, you know, God willing, you can go back to um, Amer- or you will, sorry, be in America. Why are you making reckless decisions? And then he just keeps saying, oh, you put a bummer on everything I do, which is like, what a gross thing to say to your partner. Because if this is your partner, it should be that you really care about each other and that you want to, you know, try to make it work. So it's like, how do I make you happy? Oh, yeah, let's like talk through our financial decisions instead of buying a whole like truck that you're probably gonna have to put so much money in because that truck did not look like it was gonna withstand a test of time. It did not. I mean, it was. I, I'm assuming it was a used truck. It looked yes. like a smaller truck. Um, let me just quickly do the conversion because it was forty five thousand rand, right? So yeah, that was about three grand, uh, a little over three grand for that truck. Mm-hmm. But we just saw them spend seven hundred dollars on Christmas decorations and about four hundred dollars on groceries. And what um, Tiffany said wasn't wrong. Where every time he's tried to do something to prove, hey, I'm doing something. It's been doing this big money gesture, but not a logical gesture. So when she said we didn't need to buy the whole store, she's right. You needed to just buy the stuff to eat for Christmas stuff. You could have got minimal. I think he thinks the more money he sinks in, it's almost like a financial anchor of, well, we have all these investments in South Africa. You surely don't expect me to leave this all here. Do you? We spent like $5,000 here in the last three months. We can't exactly. just leave. Exactly. Exactly. To me, I think he's smarter than he puts off. And it's actually that he is being smart. And he's like, how do I kind of get this going for myself and get them kind of anchored there? And if I were Tiffany's dad, you need to pull out of this sponsorship because you're really about to get screwed, I think. Well, the wonder here is, I mean, obviously we're seeing this episode now. This is months past when they actually recorded. But I wonder if Tiffany's dad will end up subscribing to Lowe's mentality of I'm going to protect my peace and not watch this show. So maybe he'll never know. Well, his bank account not going to get protected if he does that, because it's going to be right forever that you are now stuck. Um, unless I, those laws change. I don't know if they've changed already. Uh, I don't. Okay, so I'm not. This is where Liana's 
expertise would come in handy. I believe the financial burden that you take on, I mm-hmm. think it's for the, so for the, obviously for the temporary green card for sure. And then I think for that first green card as well, I think after 10 years it's done or it might be forever. I'm not a hundred percent sure. To be well, honest. it had changed with, um, I think was, was it these two or Kalani and Asuelu? Oh my it God, was, I can't even. I was on, I think it was Andre. Oh, who, who was so because Andre is furthest ahead of everyone, right? Where Andre yes. is about to get his 10 year uh, green card, I believe. Yeah, but I think, oh, you know what? I think it was Kalani and Asuelu because she went into the divorce lawyer. This is when and the divorce lawyer Ooh. said that now the new laws might be changing on what it was under President Trump that you're now stuck for you know, for life, it's not um, mm-hmm. just like for the whatever limited amount of time. But the lawyer said like, hey, but it's most likely going to get changed back. So I'm not 100% sure the listeners can tell us, but or Liana, of course, please clean. Uh, <laughs> but currently I'm stressed for dad because I was like, you're stuck with this man for a long time and we don't need that. Like, I don't want that for you. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, he is the other person I was talking about who has not gone the Aspella route of growing mm-hmm. up and, and, you know, evolving in his mentality of, of what his relationship, even specifically, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he has to abandon everything he's learned. No yeah. one's saying that, but recognize what your relationship requires. And it's not whatever you believe it to be. It's what you both need from each other. And she is openly telling you what she needs from you. She has openly been honest with you and you are being honest back, but you got to realize a compromise has to come at some point. And until you let go of this fact that you are staying in South Africa and mm-hmm. you're making them stay no matter what you, he will not learn to adapt. I think because he sees that plan B so clearly, he's not willing to go all in on plan A and attempt yes. to improve himself. Yes. Yeah. His feet, his feet are in two boats, right? So he's always going to be wobbly. And mm-hmm. I don't know why Tiffany hasn't clocked that yet. Or maybe she has, but she doesn't want to honest, I think, come to terms with it, which I un- unfortunately understand. But mm-hmm. girl, please see it. Cause I think they, again, maybe Ronald needs another man in his life that can, I think, ground him and, you know, kind of show him the way uh, that isn't Tiffany or his mom. Yeah, I I think that um, well, with Tiffany, at least, I think she just she there's almost because like obviously with the with the 90 day process, aside from the fact that they had a baby together, that Daniel is is, you know, all in on calling Ronald dad and it's pretty much Mm -hmm. Ronald has become his dad like she has two kids involved in all this as well aside from that going through this application really you're investing so much of your money your energy your time your love your faith your patience you're investing so much into the 90-day process that it's so hard to call it quits so I think there's part of her that is hoping and wishing and feeling like they can make it work. But you can tell Tiffany's starting to be done with it though, Sasha, like aside from the fact that she went to the divorce lawyer, unlike uh, Kalani, I don't see Tiffany, you know, being happy where she is. It's just a miserable time for her. Yeah, that's what, and I want her to almost see herself, which I hope she does watch the show so that she can, you know, kind of understand. But I believe they're still together. I mean, no spoilers, but yeah, it seems like 
there's still actually no I'm looking at her Instagram and I don't see him so I could be wrong but either way like it's very I don't know it's just it's sad I hope she's looking back at this and seeing how Ronald is making her into such a bad guy yeah yeah I and and that's the thing is that she has to be the bad cop yes um, with the kids which I don't think is fair and very toxic for her relationship with her child. Like, I just, I, yeah. I don't want that for, you know, and again, poor Daniel, right? Like, what, what is he growing up with? Because he's constantly going to have such anxiety and such, like, frustration at probably both of his parents. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, just, I- it's very sad. Very, very sad. And we're going to monitor their situation, obviously, as the... Yeah weeks come let me see next week are they on hiatus next week i don't yeah i don't think we notes. saw a next time for them good i would like a breather i've yes. been getting a lot of tiffany and ronald i think let's let's let it sit for a little bit um because i don't think the worst has yet to come judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mm-hmm. However, the worst is about to be arriving here on this podcast because we're about to unwrap whatever happened with Angela and Michael in this episode. Literally. My God, it was a lot. It was a lot, (laughs) Sasha. It was too much. Oh my God. I literally, (laughs) I just want the listeners to know that I thought about, I was like, I'm going to have to talk to Puya about this. And then a lot of people are going to hear us talk about these two, but really just Angela and her wild tactics. Like, why does she do this to us constantly? Yeah, I would like to put a warning ahead of this. Yes. Um, we're going to be talking about some explicit content here um, of the sexual nature, if you will, uh, because um, this is a thing that has happened in this timeline with <laughs> Angela and Michael. So, I don't know what that means to you. If that means you're skipping, if that means you're going to put headphones on, I don't know. I just felt it right to disclose to you where we're about to go. Yes. This roller coaster is like went from a kiddie coaster to like the Velocicoaster legit. So get ready, people. Yeah. But I mean, let's start a little bit. Let's start with um, there's a psychic that's coming. through. So Angela wants Michael to meet with a psychic. Um, because she wants to mend things. Angela want, can't quit. She can't quit smoking or Michael. She can't quit either. <laughs> so she wants them to mend things. And here comes Tracy, the psychic dressed in full. Like if you can picture a psychic in a movie, 
she's dressed in that attire, like the what you would imagine a psychic to wear. Yeah, I actually wrote that again in my notes where I said Tracy the psychic is dressed like what we think psychics look like. So I don't know that this is this is not. I mean, I've gone to someone that and had my had my tarot cards read and they did not dress like this like that's the um belly dancer skirt that all these people culturally appropriate and she put that i feel like on her head mhm yeah i i don't know much about the world of of psychics okay so if i'm speaking out of uh, line anywhere people on the audience i mean anyone if you're you know at me on twitter at puyism uh, patron group discord anywhere you can find me correct me if i'm wrong i want to make sure that i'm willing to learn okay but i felt like because we've seen other psychics on this show and other shows who don't wear any of this stuff yes does this legitimize it or delegitimize it and personally i lean to delegitimize it because it seems like you're dressing it what makes you think people think would be effective i don't know i really don't know yeah, and as someone that has been to psychics, but like I don't have one on call. I definitely see it as like a fun thing to do on the side. Like mm-hmm. whenever, like I think the last time was years ago that I even did this. But still, they don't dress like this. If someone dressed like this, I would leave. Because I would say, first of all, the cultural appropriation, like, you know, for you um, as a Persian man, for me, you know, as like South Asian, like our culture has become like everyone's costume at this point. So I would immediately be like, you're not real. I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. So, so anyway, so there, here comes Michael into the zoom call psychic reading. Of course, if you can gather, um, and (laughs) as you can imagine, again, we didn't need to really cover this. As you can imagine, Tracy, the psychic, everything leans towards Angela's right. Uh, Michael tries to reason. Michael says, well, for me, in order for this to work, I think Angela needs to give me some space. And Angela gets so mad that he says this. So mad. (laughs) So I will say my husband was in the other room when I was watching this last night. And Angela's reaction, my husband literally was like, oh my God, is everything okay? (laughs) Because as soon as Angela heard though that he wants space. She didn't even let him finish because that's not actually what he meant. Angela goes, then you shouldn't have gotten married. B word. Like she dragged him to filth. And yeah, I just want to know, did you find Tracy? And you know, I don't like to call women aggressive, but like Tracy was aggressive and I don't know why. I mean, I, yeah. So I think that, it uh, it was very much she was pushing everything onto Michael yes. and alleviating Angela of any blame, which that is another thing to me. Again, I don't know what the what the cards were saying, so maybe the cards just did end up being you know overwhelmingly in Angela's favor. But at one point, I was like, why is there no gift for Michael here again? And we've talked about this with Angela and Michael before. Angela is very much my way or the highway and she will do and say things to Michael that if Michael said 1% of that back to her, she will lose her mind on him. So mm-hmm. when he says more space, he literally, she didn't let him finish and, and she just went all in on him and it was very, very intense. I did not love that at all. And Tracy picked a card saying that they're going in different paths and then Angela asks the question to the cards and says, is Michael scamming me? 
And the card said, if you believe he is. And then Angela said, I don't know what to believe. And yeah, here's where tarot cards can get. Re- and I know that, sorry, they were angel cards. I want to make that clear, but that's just what I'm used to. That's why I'm using that word. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, they're very much up to like what the interpreter, the person speaking about it, you know, will tell you. So let's say I know you. So I'm definitely going to be a better, you know, quote unquote psychic because I can actually relate it right to your real life events because I know you. So when you see a do you believe card, I would, you know, say like, oh, that means the two of you really need to work on it. It really seems like what is in your heart will come true, right? That's how I would interpret that card. But Tracy really dragging Michael again because she says, you know, it shows that you need to, you know, whatever you believe, Angela, is true, period. And I feel like Angela was the sane one where she was like, well... I do love Michael, so maybe I do want him to change, and maybe that is what I believe, but I do think he's scamming. I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah, and all of this solved nothing. Shock Mm. to none of us. Solved nothing. All it does is make Michael buckle down. Uh, Sorry, not buckle down. It's like crumble. Yes. (laughs) In the next segment, we're fully, it's Michael time. We're just seeing Michael um and Michael basically is in a position where he apologizes and yeah. he says I'm sorry he wants to move past this he wants to mend the relationship uh and this is right before the scene prior to this Angela literally told the camera she doesn't think there's hope for this relationship so Michael apologizes and then she tells Michael that he needs to stop this man um bs and she says she's ready to put this bs behind them and then, 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 this is where we segue into, it's been a minute since Michael and Angela have gotten um, intimate. And, <laughs> <laughs> and especially since the surgery, they've not had this. So then, in the final segment, we see them. Oh, Angela calls yeah. Michael from the bathtub. She's got, you know, drawn herself a bubble bath, and she's hanging there. And Michael gets on the call. Michael's like, ooh, excited. And then, you know, I feel like, and I want to openly talk about this. I'm not shy to talk about it. I feel like they they didn't do, they don't understand how this works. Yes, very much that. Because like I said, everyone just to set the scene, like she is only covered by bubbles. There is nothing else. There is some blurring happening. So you could tell that, you know, the poor camera person had to definitely see a lot um, and be part of this. But the Angela and I quote, right, says we do this to tease, not to please. So it very much seems like they don't believe in like completion. They just want to like tease and show off, their, show their bodies off to each other. Yes. Yes. Which, listen, your choice, Angela and Michael. You do you, boob. Like, it's all good for me. You you do you. Well, you literally can't um, do you. That's the problem. Right. They they cannot. <laughs> they cannot. Um, oh my God. So so then she does the the reveal, the moment um she's been waiting for, where she's going to show Michael her um breast post the surgery, as mm-hmm. we've been told multiple times. Michael likes big boobs and now the boobs are smaller boobs and 
Michael was very supportive to her face on the call. Very supportive. He loved it. He was like, this is good for me. And then in the confessional said he didn't love it, um, but he was very much supporting in the moment, which I thought that was at least good. Yeah, exactly. And um, over the past three segments, um, the biggest thing we have gotten from Angela is that, you know, she really what it all comes down to is like she's really wanting to, you know, be together and being told that she's beautiful, you know, that he still loves her um, no matter what body she's in, all of that. Right. So mm-hmm. we underlying and like the way she communicates that is very toxic and awful. but. It seems like at the end of the day, she just really wants him to kind of give her that reassurance, like words of affirmation. And he wasn't doing that. So finally, it seems like he's saying he's hot and bothered. He's, you know, excited by her. And she likes that. And that's what she wants. Yes, yes. I I think um, she likes that he is, again, I think that's her way of getting validation. Yes. That he is still all about Angela. Right. And I think that helps. Um, And then he talks about being hot and bothered. So then she asks him to do a little bit of teasing and a little bit of dancing. And then she says a quote that I literally would not want to repeat on (laughs) on here. It's in my notes. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's just say um, what's another word for a turtle. Okay. (laughs) And and it, it was on fire. All right, we move, we move, we move. We move, uh, we move. Um, she she said it, not me. She said it. Okay. <laughs> and then here's the thing, though. Okay, here's the thing. That's not even the worst thing, Sasha. Because on the next no. time on, Michael wants to go get his sperm tested. Yeah. And and Angela's angry because in order to get that tested, you have to extract. Yeah. And then. She says that if he wants to do that, she has to be on the phone with him to do that. Yeah, you better not do any of this without me in the room. Like, again, it's so bizarre how she wants him to almost be this like puppet to be like, did I say jump? I said it now. So now you need to jump high. Did I say you could like sleep great now it's time to sleep because you know she calls him at 3 a.m his time so it's a very again just very weird and you could tell that he wants to i don't think assert dominance but he just wants to like have a voice and even with like some fertility things he's she's not letting him live like it's michael you don't need this yeah, he so unlike Tiffany and Ronald, where Ronald's like, I'm the man and I have to have all like the most say. Michael just wants to have equal say. I think Michael would even sign 5149 major like partnership to her. Oh, 100%. He just wants to have some say. It's not even all that much. I mean, this is this is the whole like the whole obey thing all over again from last season where where in the vows it said to obey and Angela was like I'm sorry what I will not obey never it's like you know who you're marrying he's not going to do that to you he's not about that he just wants to discuss stuff with you and he doesn't get to have that and then there's moments like this where she'll say all this to him and say nope I have to monitor you I have to track you but then, you know, she'll go about her own way. And if he ever said, again, 1% of any of this, she would unload on him. So it's not, Michael does not need this aggravation. He is very patient. Um, 
And we'll see where they go from here. Also, I would like to note, Sasha, did you notice that when Michael called her to do his apology in that second scene, she was already smoking. So I would just like to revisit what I said, which is when she keeps saying, Michael's making me smoke, she was smoking before Michael even called her there. Yeah, and to me, she's going to say, well, no, I saw him calling, so I lit a cigarette before I called him. (laughs) Like, that's what I think she would say. (laughs) Like, lighting a cigarette is a three-step operation. Like, by the time she lights that and (laughs) takes a puff, he's off the call. He's not called, so... Oh my god. I know. And this is why we need to examine the length of the cigarette and be like, oh my God, let's lo- talk about it. Like, she's such a mess. Like, and then her, like, I'm an American. I do what I want. Oh. Like, why does she have to sprinkle that into everything? Literally everything. Even when they were, I think, in the tub, she was like, no, it's not just about, you know, like sexual things. We need to talk about emotions. You need to make me feel pretty because that's what American women want. Like, what is you saying, boo? What? I don't know. Yeah, she always brings patriotism into it. Yes. I'm all aboard everyone being proud of where they come from. 100%. 100%. However, I feel like it didn't make sense here to me. Like, it just didn't. It was like, you tell him what you want, what your needs are. Like, regard, like, cause again, not every American person is the same. Not every Nigerian person is the same. Not every Persian person. So you can't just generalize, but be like, yeah, Persian men, we like this. No, we do not like this. Okay. That's not a thing. Yeah. I love even the doctor were like, oh, West African men. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Bro, you can't just generalize that. Like, that's not, like, you don't know the guy. You've never met him. You're just like, yeah, I know how to read him. Like, no, you do not. (laughs) Just because both of your names is Michael and you're from West Africa. Like, stop. Right? Yeah. It's, it was a lot. It was a lot. I can't believe we went through it. And, and I think we came yes. out of the other side completely fine. I yeah. am already traumatized, though, Sasha, by this Michael and Angela segment next week. Already traumatized. Yeah. But we'll get there. One last thing before we leave, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I want your takes on Brandon and Julia, who we did not get to see this episode. Yeah, I like Brandon and Julia. I, um again... They're very like meh to me where they use Google people. I know I say this every time I feel like I'm on the podcast, but like one, Julia needs to find pole dancing classes instead of going to the gym because pole dancing is very in. People will like it, you know, and she can get a job. That's one. Secondly, Brandon's parents are the worst, like worst, most narcissistic people ever. They're so manipulative. They really make him feel like you know, crap for wanting to be on his own. So I'm mm-hmm. thankful that they're finally moving out. Like, thank God. Right. Like it's it's about uh time that they leave. Yes. I think that it looks like based on the next time on, Brandon's gonna have a little bit of reserve and a little bit of worry. Um, but he's flying he's, you know, leaving the nest for the first time ever. So of course he's gonna be a little bit worried. We'll see how that goes though. Exactly. Um Oh, it's just, it's sad. And, you know, I, I wish the best for them. But to me, like, I feel like Brandon's very much the like small town guy. And that's why I feel like he should have stayed, you know, at the farm and been with someone that isn't, you know, having big dreams. Yes, I agree. Um, and we'll see. We'll see how they go. I, again, my, 
Julia has fallen down on my power rankings over the se- course of the season. Yes. She's be up there. She's lower now. We'll see how they play out and how they go um, next week. But um, I wanted to quickly address this uh, for the listeners. So I've been getting questions about whether or not I will be talking about 90 day uh, like Caribbean love, the um, oh, the yeah. new spinoff, the the love in paradise um, that's happening. Um, I intend on doing it, but I think I'm not going to have the guests worry about that. The way I vision this happening is at the end of podcasts, I will do a little segment. I'm going to call 90 second fiance. It'll be a little <laughs> bit more than 90 seconds. I want to give myself like about maybe five, 10 minutes tops talking about that so that you have that bit of fill as well if you will be watching this because i will be it's part of the 90 day universe it's canon so i will be checking it out for sure we're going to call it 90 second fiance because that's flashy but there's no world where you can get me <laughs> to talk about something for only 90 seconds it's just not a thing the period i love it <laughs> yeah yeah so that'll be fun sasha i had an amazing time this was a lot of fun today me too. Thank you so much for calling me back. Just, you know, I love 90 Day Fiance. I love Hot Mess Express. I'm here. Yeah, we're more happy to have you. Let the people know where can they find you? What projects do you have going on? Let them know. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at funsize underscore 04 to keep up with everything I'm going on. And the biggest thing is if you could all download, watch, let me know your thoughts for the new love and wrap up where Bryce and I actually, he was my first guest, covered Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Again, it's in its 10th season, but you really don't need to have a lot of background. Like you can jump in kind of like 90 Day Fiance and the storyline kind of takes over every season. So don't feel stressed that you don't know anyone. Like listen to it. It's a good time. We know Bryce is always a good time. And I'll be on a few other RHAP podcasts this week. So follow my Twitter for that. And then um, if you want to know more Survivor stuff, uh, you can follow Silent Podcasts on YouTube. And I'm covering Survivor South Africa there. Lovely. Yeah, I, I fully intend on watching this season of uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta for my inevitable appearance on yes. your podcast. 100%. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to try my best not to do any prior digging into the older seasons to get the knowledge. I want to come in a little bit blind, I think, and just having watched like the five, six, however many episodes of this season so I can ask all the questions. Yes, I cannot that. wait. You're, and there's a new cast member, so that's why you'll you'll Ooh. see that um, we're we're still learning them too. So it's not like everyone Amazing. from past is back. Okay, okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and you can find me on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Puya. I will be streaming there three times a week, regardless of what's going on on my podcasting side of things. Uh, and that is a lot these days, thanks to the return of Big Brother, of course. Um, you can catch me talking about Big Brother Friday mornings, 11 Eastern on the live feed update with Taryn. And you'll probably see my head pop up here and there for um, other Big Brother stuff that will be coming around. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Puyaism. If you want to at me again, if you want to at me about um, psychics, I would like to learn more about that. Um, if there's anything that I've described on the podcast that is factually incorrect, feel free to correct me. I always want to learn and improve. But speaking of learning and improving, let's talk about 
leaving a review. If you would like to leave a rating and review for this podcast, please go over to robhasawebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine, the number zero day fiance. That will help immensely. It helps people find the podcast. It lets me know, you know, feedback of what you think of this episode, what you think of the, sh- the podcast in general. And uh, the, uh, we've been seeing a lot of people re- leaving reviews and we I think we just surpassed 100, which is amazing. So every little bit helps. And I and I do thank you in advance if you do so. Thank you. Uh, that concludes your time here on the Hot Mess Express. We have reached our destination. Come back next week for episode 13 of 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After. And for the 90 second fiance recap of any other 90 day stuff that's going on on TLC Network. Until then, take care. Stay hydrated and remember. I don't know which one I want to write and like leave you with. Remember, um, don't be Ronald McDonald. <laughs> be yourself. Take care, everyone. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.